Hey, Print Hustlers. I did a recent podcast with Richard Greaves, who has a lot of experience with helping to grow screen printing shops. With that said, with growth comes expansion of facilities. So he compiled five tips to be able to use when be able to move to a new warehouse location. Some things you may not think about. Take a listen. What are some other things that you should look for in a building when you're looking to move? Well, number one thing is where are the drains? The screen printing department needs water and they need the drains. Now, a drain you've got to put in the floor. It's got to carry out. Water you can always bring in from the ceiling so you can drop water anywhere in the shop that you need it. But where are the drains? Either you're going to have to put in the drain yourself. That means cutting up the floors and doing brand new plumbing. And sometimes that's not that big a deal because you're revamping a, an existing building. But we usually don't make that many changes or, you know, we just need large open areas. We don't need specific rooms. Electricity you can bring in from the from the ceiling. Mm-hmm. One of the great benefits of the building that we've, we found here in Detroit was that they had existing huge amounts of power because they were a, a, a manufacturer for the Detroit automotive industry before they, they, they sold this building. So, okay, so you talk about power. So what, what should you look for in, in, with that aspect? Well, you, what you don't want to do is you don't want to have to bring in more power because of your electricity requirements. You also need clean power, things like CTS machines in the screen making area. That means a, a whole brand new line that's computer safe because you don't want anything bad to happen to the to the CTS machine. Mm-hmm. It's the, it, it requires the most clean electricity that you've got in the entire building. Other than that, you need lots of power. I was in India last month for three weeks. Everywhere I went, there were power failures every day. Even when they had generators just outside, there would seem to be a power failure. And I said, you've got generators. How can you have a power failure here? I said, well, you know, somebody was fiddling around. You know, it just in, in my life in the United States, I've had one power failure ever that stopped production. That was when I was working at MNR. So it shut down MNR for almost a half a day. And it was just odd because it was... It was just us. It was something that MNR had done with their huge electricity concerns. They had their own sort of section of the grid. That's way back in the 1990s. What were some lessons learned from going through that process? First, what was the size of the facility that they moved to? And then what were some things that you guys learned from doing that process? Um, I'm not remembering the exact specifics, but the new place was five times bigger. Mm-hmm. Immediately put in a couple more automatic presses and uh, the screen room, a horrible, horrible, horrible black hole of Calcutta of a screen room that poor guys had to work in. The one that we created was so much better. State of the art screen room. What you're looking for, you were asking a size question. Well, yeah. So size of the size of the next facility. Well, you said that was five times larger, but what were some lessons that you learned that shop in Detroit that you worked with? Some lessons that you learned from the move after or things that you did that made your life easier? Well, the flow through the shop was much easier because all the goods were in a different location. Instead of storage, because the place was so cramped, that was the number one thing to get the stacks of boxes away from the printing presses. And so now it's a shop where you don't see any shirts except the job that's running at this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot more space. And again, the flow that the ink department is on one side and the, uh, the the finishing department, that would be the heat set machines or, you know, after, you know, rhinestoning machines, things like that, things you do afterwards. And the counting and packing and boom, you could count and pack on large tables and then write down Broadway, which is my name for the main street that is never blocked. 
never have anything in the way because this is Broadway. So the flow of garments can go right to the shipping area and out so we can sell them. I mean, not sell them, but go collect the money, get them delivered. Uh, I think the thing that I learned from that particular move, I've done 10 or 15 moves just like this over my career. The, the big thing was how tough the, the cities are now uh, because they took they took over an older building that had been used since the 30s or 40s mm-hmm. and so it was testing 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 dealing with the inspectors in that city the for instance the electricians and the the vendors they knew where we were and they knew the inspectors and oh this yeah this is a, a hard guy it was sad because the inspectors themselves didn't really tell you all that they really wanted they kind of nickel and dimed and step by step so meeting with people ahead of time and saying, you know, what are you going to need? Because I'm going to spend money for all these tests. I might as well do this all at once instead of waiting another two months because it was the move was put off from June until November based on the, they could not get a certificate of occupancy. You know, that was very irritating because, you know, we had to move in the winter, so to speak. Sure. We didn't get to move when we wanted to, when the time was right, et cetera, et cetera. We're always hang fire waiting for the job to come. The, the best prep things I was able to situate where the presses and ovens were going to go. You know, I located where we needed new electricity, where we needed new air drops for the for the automatic presses. Those are all part of planning. This is what I've done since I was a boy. I'm born into a family that uh, of landscape architecture and exterior planning. It's 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 all industrial design. It's it's thinking it out ahead of time. I know that every you know every salesman that's been in a thousand shops in his career is a better person to advise people than a person that's only had one shop. You haven't been exposed to all the mistakes of some shops that you can't change, Mm -hmm. but all the things that you might possibly do. And a lot of people don't think to try and make things better or to reduce the steps. Uh, Every time that I say, what I'd like to do is I'd like to move this oven 18 inches away from the takeoff and I'd like it to go straight down. They don't, they don't like that. They'd rather do it from the side because then they can have three presses on one oven. And that, that of course, drives me a little nutty also. But that's just the values that the that, uh, clients have. Uh, I don't like to see people having to move too much. Time steps. The time it takes to, you know, I, I just I just saw this in the last couple of weeks. They, you know, they're taking the shirt off the, off the press and then they're walking five steps to put it on the belt. And then they're walking back. And so five steps... Uh, six times a minute. How many steps is that? How many miles are those people walking every day? Right. That's a lot and of time. That bothers me. That bugs me a lot. That's a good tip and takeaway is to kind of reevaluate, look at your shop and what people are really doing, the steps they're taking, the movements they're taking, and to be able to, to see, okay, how can we how can we reduce this? Because like you said, you know, just once or twice, okay, but when you're repeating so often over a year's period or more, all of it adds up. 